What is going on, Blunt Talk Sports? I am doing my post-mania wrap-up episode, just talking the week in wrestling, and like I said last week's uh, big uh, WrestleMania event, uh, WrestleMania 34, and then I'm going to talk a little bit uh, of the NXT Takeover show, which was freaking awesome as usual. So yeah, this is the Blunt Talk Sports. Uh, I need to come up with a better name, um, maybe some kind of. Uh, Something um, smarter than just the wrestling <laughs> podcast. But anyway, uh, you're listening to the Blunt Talk Sports Wrestling Podcast. I'm about to jump into uh, a whole bunch of stuff, so stay tuned. All right, it's time. Let's talk some wrestling. I'm just going to jump right into Mania because that's uh, what's kind of most of my, on my mind this week. Um, all right, so match of the night to me for the whole card. Um, I'd say the best match was Asuka versus Charlotte. There are just so many awesome moments in the in the match. Um, I am personally actually glad that they ended the stupid streak. We've already seen the Goldberg streak, which was the epitome of like the whole streak narrative storyline, so I I don't mind them doing it again, I guess, but to me, it just lasted a little too long, and if Asuka had won, I think it really would have diminished kind of what Charlotte has done the past year, which, let's be honest, Charlotte has been freaking awesome for over a year. Um, She doesn't quite get the the respect, in my opinion, that she should, but um, again, that match was so awesome. I forget exactly what it's called, but the last match, it, it almost looks looks like a uh, like a backflip, um, like uh, SmackDown or um, kind of like The Rock used to do. Uh, but she does like a backflip with it. But her and Oscar pulled that move off just brilliantly. That was so cool. Um, and then I also actually I really liked that they made um, the ending. It was clean and it was a tap. Um, it wasn't. Um, just like a, a one, two, three count. It was a, a tap out. So I, I like that. Um, anytime they're going to put over her, uh, the figure four with the, the back, the back bend or whatever it's called. Um, that's a good look. So yeah, I really like that. And then I thought it was cool after the match, uh, the respect they showed each other. I know a lot of people didn't like it because you know, they're being too nice to each other. Well, it's first of all, it's wrestling. So calm down. It's for entertainment. But anyway, I thought that was a cool moment. The, it let the crowd kind of let both of them hear how good they did. So I thought that was cool. Um, now, going forward, we'll flash forward real quick. This week on SmackDown, Charlotte comes out and gets jumped by uh, the Iconics, which, man, they are beautiful. Holy crap. Um, they beat up Charlotte, and then Carmella's music hits. Carmella runs out, and... I, I don't know about anybody else, but when I was watching this shit, it was making me so mad, the ref. It's like, yeah, take the fucking case and turn it in. It's a cash-in. How is it everyone in the goddamn arena knows what's going on but the ref? But anyway, I, I thought that, that moment was pretty funny. Um, that They did a good job because for weeks now, they've been telling the story of whenever Carmella comes down, something's going to happen where she doesn't quite cash in. It's not official. And then uh, it's either that or Charlotte would play spoiler and just hit her before she could officially call it a cash-in. So anyway, I really enjoyed um, 
the uh, the work that we got this week where they made us believe because I thought the whole time the ref's taking so long I thought as soon as they're like all right it's a cash in and they rang the bell she was going to get super kicked and that was going to be into the match so anyway I thought that was a really cool look um, I, I'm really interested to see what they do uh, with Carmella I think she's going to be a, a heel champ who's not going to fight unless she's basically made um, unless someone forces her to fight, which I kind of like Alexa Bliss kind of plays that same card. I like that. There's only a few um, wrestlers uh, that can do that, and Carmella and Alexa Bliss are two um, two of the, the top spots for that. Carmella's gorgeous, and she's won me over with her the screaming, and she's very, um, uh, what's the word? She just, like, you can read all of her emotions. She's not hiding anything. Um, so anyway, yeah, I love the Asuka um, Charlotte match, and then now we have our new champ Carmella. Uh, I don't know where this leads or kind of what happens, but I thought that was a pretty cool look for uh, SmackDown, come, you know, the return show after Mania. All right, so next uh, I'm going to go to a, a match that I really thought I was just going to fall in love with, but it kind of underwhelmed to me was the AJ Shinsuke match. Still a really good match. Uh, I still enjoyed. Um, both of their performances a lot more technical uh, you know, like chain wrestling to start the match uh, than I expected um, I know there wasn't a lot of high spots and that's what we've kind of come to expect with these two um, or at least that they're going to beat the hell out of each other and you know entertain us that way I, I didn't get that sense uh, in this match and again it wasn't a bad match but um, there were things missing um, I still think Shinsuke has work to do um, I, I constantly hear people be like, well, what was his best match? I, I'll tell you right now. And you can go find it on YouTube or the, the network. I guess probably not the network, but if you have Hulu, I'm sure you can find it. Uh, it was about a year ago, maybe a little longer. Um, John Cena fought, uh, had a match with um, Shinsuke on SmackDown. And the match was incredible. It was a really good match. And if you don't know which one I'm talking about, it was the match where uh, Shinsuke gave Cena the reverse exploder and he kind of dropped him on his head. Cena like fell directly back. He was okay, obviously, but uh, yeah, fell back on his head. That was Shinsuke's best best match as far as like work rate and just pure entertainment and enjoyability. Uh, the Royal Rumble was his biggest match, but not it was not his best. Um, I, I I'd say it's pretty hard to have your have a Royal Rumble be your best match. There's just too many variables, too many things going on. Um, so yeah, I wasn't super. You know, it wasn't a home run to me. Um, and then another thing too is I really think that if they would have saved that for the end, it would have got a better uh, pop, um, especially if they just came off the Roman um, Brock fight and then end the show with that. I thought it would have done better, uh, at least from a, a work rate and like crowd response. Um, I think it just would have been a better look for them. But either way, and then uh, the one thing I did love about it is and WWE, the, the people shit on their writing a lot. Um, they set us up from the the Charlotte Oscar match where Oscar, you know, gives all that respect and love after the match is very honorable. Well, after the match is done, Shinsuke goes and grabs the belt, gets on his knee, and he like kind of almost like he's being knighted. He, like he's trying to hand the belt to AJ. So AJ's like, cool, you know, like hell of a match. Gives him a little dap, gives him the the belt. AJ puts his hands up to celebrate. The crowd goes nuts, and as soon as he does, Shinsuke just gives him a brutal dinger. Uh, just hits him right in his nuts, right in the balls. Um, or some people like to call them plums. Uh, so, yeah, it was just a very well-worked uh, angle. 
Um, I think part of the reason we didn't get to see like them just go all out is they're saving. I mean, well, why would you? And I know people will say, "Well, it's not a waste if it's at WrestleMania." Well, I think there's something to be said about naturally building a progressive storyline that makes sense. It gets you know the the odds and the, the stakes get higher and higher, therefore raising your uh, performance each week, each time they see each other. I think this is going to be a uh, a triple. Uh, we're going to see these guys fight each other at least three more time or two more times, um, and I would say it would culminate. Uh, the ending hopefully being SummerSlam where Shinsuke and AJ can go for the title in the main event and really just tear the house down um, and kind of give them the send-off that they both deserve. And even if, like, if you had never seen AJ or Shinsuke, it was still a decent match. Like, there was some cool stuff. Um, I love the Styles Clash. I think it's one of the coolest finishers. It always looks awesome, and AJ can pretty much do it to anybody. Um, I'd love to see him try to do it to, like, Braun Strowman or something. <laughs> that probably wouldn't work, but other than that, uh, I enjoyed the match. I enjoyed the angle afterwards, um, but with all that being said, it wasn't their, the greatest match, and it was a little slow at times, a little um, little workman-like um, from time to time, but other than that, I can't hate on AJ. Uh, that's my dude. I love watching AJ Styles fight. He's an incredible uh, in-ring performer. And I'm excited to see the beginning of uh, Heel Shinsuke. Because even on SmackDown this week, um, Renee Young was kind of quizzing him. Like, you know, you're not really answering my question. Uh, why did you do that to AJ? And Shinsuke hit her with, oh, I'm sorry, I speak no English. Like, that was so damn good. Like, they couldn't have written that any better. So anyway, from that perspective, I love that part of the show on Tuesday. Um, I'm excited to see the Shinsuke we get more. And I kind of think, I could be wrong about this, I almost think that WWE is going to let Shinsuke maybe work some of his older strong style stuff, depending on the opponent. I mean, he's not going to do strong style to Daniel Bryan or Undertaker or something. But if he's fighting AJ again, let him, because uh, to me, a heel does will do anything to win. And it would be cool to see Shitsuke come out and kind of bring that brutal style where he's bringing the hard kicks and stuff um, and to where it's almost too much for uh, AJ to want to take the strong style type um, punishment. So anyway, I think that would be a cool look for his heel gimmick if he could incorporate some of his uh, heel uh, aspects of his character into the program. I just think it would be a cool look. So anyway, that was my uh, Shinsuke AJ thoughts. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, one of the biggest, at least personally, one of the biggest storylines of the weekend was who is going to be Braun Strowman's tag partner. Uh, a lot of um, rumors uh, the week before uh, they signed um, Big Show to a, another contract. Uh, a lot of uh, Rey Mysterio was at the Andre the Doc, Andre the um, Giant documentary. Uh, in his mask, like a lot of people really thought that was a sign that he was going to be there. But turns out, no. Uh, Braun gets to the ring. The bar is ready to fight. He still has no opponent. He jumps out in the crowd. You know, search. I could have done with like, I don't know, two, three minutes less searching around the crowd. But um, Braun finally gets to a section. He's like, you. And it's this little kid. Uh, and I say kid because I had no idea if it was a girl or a boy at first. I kind of thought it was a girl. Uh, but anyway, um, the kid, you know, is timid. and He's like, okay. And he follows Brock, uh, Braun into the ring. So right away, the crowd goes nuts. It's this little kid. It's, it's a cool moment. 
Uh, anybody who's hating on this, you don't have a heart, and you don't remember why you first enjoyed wrestling. Um, if this was anybody who hated on this shit, if this was you as a kid, you would have eaten this up for days. This would have been the coolest shit to ever happen to you. If this happened to you, you'd still be talking about it today. So anyway, let off, let off the hate. I just have seen so many people online being like, he squat, he killed the, the tag team division. No, he did not. He's fine. He's had a hell of a year. It was a cool thing. It was a really cool WrestleMania moment that we'll probably remember forever. At least I personally will. You know, in 10 years, I'll be like, man, remember the time that Braun went in the crowd and got that kid and won the titles? That shit was awesome. So anyway, I thought it was cool. Braun hops in the ring. Uh, Nicholas is on the outside. Things are looking fine. Uh, Cesaro was great. Cesaro kept coming up to the kid and mean mugging him and looking at him and just trying to intimidate him. He was doing a really good job. And uh, Nicholas obviously had some coaching. He was awesome. You could tell he this was not his first time uh, being instructed this way. Um, it turns out, too, his dad was actually the ref working the match. So anyway, I thought that was cool. But um, the, the match progresses. Braun uh, needs to get tagged. He's been beat up. And um, Cesaro's kind of the other side of the ring, and Braun starts crawling over to Nicholas, and the crowd just pops so freaking hard. Everybody went nuts for this moment, including myself. I thought it was badass. Nicholas tags in. The crowd goes apeshit. Everyone's going nuts. Um, he, you could tell he wanted no pieces of being in the ring with uh, Cesaro. But uh, after a few minutes, he tags back in. Um, and then the, they win the titles and walk out. Like I said, can you imagine being a 10-year-old kid, a fourth grader, and you know the next morning having all your friends be like, bro, you were on WrestleMania. Him be like, yeah, I'm the tag team. Uh, me and Braun are tag champs, no big deal. But anyway, uh, on Raw this week, they start, you know, the first thing, that, or one of the first things you see is Kurt Angle backstage and Braun pops up, and they, they kind of talk about, you know, who's, I, I enjoyed who you picked for your partner, uh, and then... Angle's like, uh, where is your partner? And he's like, oh, he's right here. And Nicholas pops out. The crowd instantly pops. There was even a Nicholas chant, which I thought was freaking badass. Um, that I love the WrestleMania crowd. It's very smarky. There's a lot of smart marks in the crowd. People who think they know what's happening, like myself, who shit on you know ideas and um, the presentation sometimes, the, the staging. Uh, I know a lot of people had a problem with this year, which I thought was awesome. If you're complaining about that, get over it. But anyway, uh, Nicholas pops out, and Braun's like, I hate to do this, but we got to give up the tag titles. Uh, we're conceding. We're, we're giving them up. Um, and that was kind of it. And then Braun's like, yeah, yeah we got a bit of a scheduling conflict. And Nicholas is still in the fourth grade. But, uh, you know, when, it, when he comes of age, and then Nicholas popped in and was like, someone's going to get these hands. I just thought it was cool. And, hey, maybe this sets the, the course for this Nick – Nicholas kid to pursue a, a wrestling career and how cool would it be if in 10 years he pops back up on the scene and like oh yeah that was that kid you know that'd be kind of cool so anyway I really enjoyed that um, not like a great match or you know the work rate or anything like that it was just pure entertainment I totally enjoyed the kid aspect the kid angle I thought that was cool and I would be down for more of that in the future um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed that angle. Um, all right, let's get to uh, real quick uh, the Braun. I'm sorry, the Brock uh, Lesnar versus Roman debacle. Oh man, um, I'll give the WWE credit, and I think I'm, I'm actually giving more credit to Triple H because Vince, I'm assuming, is not reading dirt sheets. Vince is probably not keeping up on what the public is thinking is going to happen. That to me sounds more like Triple H. Um, who kind of has his finger on the pulse of 
NXT and kind of the indies and what's going on in the wrestling world. He's done a really good job at that. So anyway, I don't think um, that that it was a great match. I, I don't. Um, I, I do like that they swerved us. I like that everyone thought. I mean, literally everyone I talked to is like, yeah, finally, Brock's going to drop the belt. We don't have to worry about. Uh, the part-time bullshit anymore, and then before you know it, Brock's, you know, giving him his fifth uh, F5 to, to Roman, and it's like, damn, I mean, how many guys have lost to one F5, and Roman can take five or six, I mean, I just, I hate that, it's, it does no, it does nothing for anyone, it doesn't help anyone, and then to let Roman get busted up like that, which has been a lot of uh, controversy, whether that was supposed to happen or not, um, he was bleeding too much. Like, if you're a kid watching that, you were probably a little disturbed. Especially if you've never seen someone bleed like that. That was kind of nasty. Um, so anyway, I, I thought that was the moment that they should have given Roman the belt. He's, he's got the crimson mask. He's bleeding. You know, he's got the color going. Um, it, it was very reminiscent of Stone Cold, Bret Hart. Um, you know, the, the, the matches, even The Rock and um, Stone Cold, I think in WrestleMania 18 or 17, one of those, um, where they just went all balls to the wall, both were bleeding, both gave a hell of a performance. Like, those are the kind of things that stick with you. Um, not so much, you know, Brock still getting over. And then uh, I haven't seen the details. I, I thought I read somewhere that um, – so Brock signed another contract. But I want to say it was only for another match. Like, it's not like a two-year contract or something. But I could be wrong about that. There's so many uh, rumors on – the wrestling internet, it's hard to keep up with at times, but um, it sounds like what's happening is at the, the Greatest Royal Rumble coming up here in what, two Fridays not next Friday, but the Friday after in Saudi Arabia um, there's a title match, a steel cage title match between Brock and Roman, and it sounds like at least uh, the smart marks of the world, of the WWE universe, uh, like myself, think that this is basically due. Uh, they're doing this because the Saudi Arabia Arabia on, uh, audience is not going to be like the the marquee smart marked um, guys like myself who think they know what's going on at all times. It's going to be just people who are there just to go see kind of a spectacle. And when Roman wins, they're going to cheer. But, you know, you put you put Roman anywhere in the United States for the most part, um, you know, for the most part, he's probably not going to get a pop. But the Saudi Arabia thing, I'll give them credit. It's a really good idea because as far as uh, crowd reaction, they're going to use that for, you know, um, promo pieces. And you're going to finally see people cheering Roman, him getting a little bit of a pop, which, God, Vince has been waiting forever. I think the mistake they made was thinking they could turn the universe's hate uh, for Brock over the universe's hate for Roman. In my opinion, it's not even close. I, I don't like Brock Lesnar's part-time bullshit, but um, I, I just I, I even like even less is being force-fed Roman when it's pretty obvious that we do not want Roman as our champ. Um, like, if it was a perfect scenario, I'd say tomorrow, um, or I'm sorry, this next, you know, the Monday after Raw or Mania, would have been Braun um, being like, Brock, you're a bitch, I want to fight you. Or Bra uh, Roman, you're a bitch, I want to fight you if he had the title. Um, I, I just, I'm just so sick of being force-fed Roman. Um, and I think that really is a turnoff for most fans. I mean, name a time where you force-fed wrestlers and it's worked. Like, I, 
maybe I'm way off on this, but I personally can't think of too many instances where there was a guy that everyone hated and they just kept force feeding us and eventually it worked. Like I, I could be wrong and Hey, we, uh, we have, if you have the anchor app, you can jump on and leave me a message. If I'm off on this, who am I leaving out that Vince has just force fed us and it finally worked. Um, I mean, I guess you can make an argument for Cena, but Cena was pretty over when he first came into the, into the, the business. So anyway, uh, I do not love the, the way they're going. Um, I just think it's a matter of time here in two weeks before Braun, uh, Roman is actual champ. Uh, and then maybe we get rid of Brock for a while, which, you know, I, I'm okay with as well. Uh, had Roman won, I'd been all right with it because um, I kind of accepted it. I was just like, fuck it. Let's just get it over with. This has been happening for four years. Let's just get this out of the way and finally be done with the, the Brock Lesnar part-time champ. You know, here every once in a while, we rarely ever see the universal title BS. So anyway, um, <laughs> we get to hang on to this feeling for another couple weeks God forbid they decide to carry this out even farther, like the backlash or something, um, or whatever the next pay-per-view is. I would just hate that. Um, all right, so real quick, uh, NXT. If you missed NXT, uh, in my opinion, if I had to choose one to watch, NXT or Mania, uh, if you're just wanting to watch for wrestling and work rate um, and just entertainment, God, man, uh, NXT TakeOver is so good. It, there's very few weeks where they undersell or underperform. It's usually they're, they're killing it. So anyway, um, let's start off with the uh, the six-man ladder match. The ladder match was freaking amazing. Um, started off, uh, I thought Velveteen Dream was going to get over. Um, I, I That's who I wanted to see. I love his gimmick. Uh, I love the the spots he takes. He's a great worker too. Um, I just think he's the one guy who's like totally submerged into his into his gimmick. Um, but there were just so many awesome spots in this match. Uh, Ricochet, that dude is something special. He is the next level, um, like uh, of the, uh, you know, we keep seeing this progression of athlete in wrestling right now. I'd say the athletes like, uh, the AJ styles of the world who are the springboard finishes and the stuff off the high spots off the top rope. Like I never thought or not never, but I'd assume that AJ was kind of the top of that, but man, Ricochet just does shit. You're like, what? How did he do that? Uh, there was a spot to start the match where there was three and a large Sullivan and Killian Dane were kind of on the outside fighting. Ricochet was, I forget what happened to him. He got thrown into the, uh, the barrier or something. Anyway, he, he climbs back up, jumps in the ring, jumps two feet up on the top rope, turns, bounces on the, the top rope, backflips out, out to the outside, uh, moonsault on, <laughs> onto Dane and onto Lars Sullivan. So, the dude is just like, he has no fear. And that's another thing. If you're a wrestler with no fear, that really helps your brand. That really helps um, the uh, the small things. Um, it, it just it makes you more believable at times. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I loved Ricochet in this match. What a lo- it, he, and he was close. He was climbing the ladder there at the end. Um, some other cool spots. Uh, Killian Dane. uh delivered a powerbomb to, I think it was Velveteen Dream. Um, that was just ridiculous. Um, so yeah, anyway. All right, sorry about that. I got uh, disconnected for whatever reason. So let me kind of pick up where I left off, talking about Ricochet and uh, the six-man uh, 
tag match or ladder match. I'm sorry for the uh, North American title. So the match was freaking incredible. Um, all the guys that were in the match brought their their A game, so to speak. Um, <clears throat> I loved Velveteen. He took some huge bumps. Um, really was a part of the. Uh, I'd say some of the more high, uh, the higher spots. Uh, he jumped off literally the top of that. Um, those like. 15 foot ladders or whatever he climbed to the very top of that thing and in fact when he climbed up there he's a pretty tall guy the uh, the belt was about eye level with him he easily could have jumped out and grabbed it but he uh he brought the elbow drop and that's another thing i love about his uh his kind of style he has that randy savage um elbow drop and it's just i'd say other than Kyrie saying that it's probably the best looking elbow drop in the game uh right now but Anyway, uh, the the, uh, the match ended with Adam Cole climbing up the ladder, pushing off Ricochet, and getting the title, Adam Cole, baby. Uh, so anyway, I thought that was a pretty cool look. He is super over. There are, uh, I don't know, maybe two other, I don't know, maybe no one really is as quite over as uh, Adam Cole. So anyway, I enjoyed uh, that little part of the, the match. Uh, really cool ending. Um, a lot of high spots. Like I said, it was a great match. If you love wrestling, that was the match of the weekend to me. Or damn near close. Um, <clears throat> moving on, uh, Ember Moon versus Shayna Baszler was a fun match. Um, the women's matches are getting better and better. Uh, Ember Moon actually made her uh, her debut this week, so obviously she lost the title. Um, Shayna Baszler, I think, will be a good... Uh, kind of placeholder I don't I think there's someone else that's gonna have the belt here pretty soon but she just doesn't what's the word she doesn't really come across as a strong champ especially from cutting promos um and even her in-ring style is kind of sloppy at times she's not terrible don't get me wrong I'm not not trying to hate on her I just think she has some work to do um as far as it comes to the, the talking and then even just like she needs to incorporate more actual wrestling moves like I need to see some power bombs or something she just like that was my only worry with ronda rousey before this last weekend is how she's gonna look when she threw all of her style and it all together i thought it was gonna look too much like an mma match so anyway i didn't want that but um but anyway yeah uh that match was good so Shayna baszler is your new uh nxt women's champion uh which is cool shout out to Shayna baszler um she's i think she's she will have a interesting interesting career i like the uh that uh, Ronda was at her match and cheering her on. That was kind of cool. Um, so anyway, yeah, that was a good match. Uh, moving on, uh, Andrade Cien Olmos versus Alistair Black. This match was awesome. Um, if I had to give it like a rating, I'd say it's like a four-star match. Maybe, maybe a little better. Um, I saw that some guy online. He's a uh, one of the respected voices in wrestling. He does um, match ratings, and he gave this match a four point two five star match. <laughs> 0.25 what constitutes a 0.25 anyway um this match was good i enjoyed it um alistair black i uh, maybe other than velveteen dream is the the guy who's like most just fully in his um his gimmick like just all in you he sells out to it i love it his uh his entrance too i'd say his entrance is one of the better entrances it makes me want to kick a grandma on her face uh, makes me want to power bomb an old man. You know, th- those are the, the signs that you got a banger when it comes to, uh, you know, entrance music. Like, um, what's his face? Uh, EC3. I actually enjoyed his um, entrance song, that I'm the 1%. Like, I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, and he he is a gr- I think he's going to be a great heel. 
I don't know when exactly they're going to get to use him, kind of how I hope they do, where he's just a you-just-can't-stand-him type heel. Um, I think he'd be great for that. But uh, anyway, uh, that match was really good. Um, Selena Vega gets involved. Uh, the last kind of finishing spot was Vega gets up on the ropes, jumps for Aleister Black. Aleister Black rolls underneath, and Andrade happened to be following uh, Aleister. So uh, Selena Vega falls in his arms. He catches her as he turns around. Um, Alistair catches him with the, his finisher, the kick, and that was it. He covers him, one, two, three, we got a new champ. So your new NXT, uh, I don't know if it's just the NXT champ or like the NXT heavyweight champ. I've ever, never actually looked to see if there, if there was a difference. But um, he is your new champ. So uh, I don't know how they're doing the whole like mid-card thing. I, I don't know if the North American belt is supposed to be mid-card. Um, but anyway, uh, he's your new champ. Um, so I'm excited to see his reign. Just kind of where they go with his um, gimmick. Do they keep him kind of doing the same thing? Is this a short title reign? Uh, I kind of think it might be a short title reign. It wouldn't even shock me if we saw him in a month or two get called up because there is just so much talent in NXT right now. It would make sense that they're like, you know what? We have enough people where we could maybe push Aleister Black in the main roster and, you know, Instead, let's uh, push EC3 here in NXT, or let's push Ricochet. There's, like I said, a lot of options right now on the card, which is cool. That isn't, I feel like that doesn't happen all that often. And WWE's roster is about to get super packed, too. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next couple months. They have the Superstar Shake-Up coming up. I'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, all right, so then they had the, uh, the Dusty Rhodes Classic, AOP versus... Um, who was the was it Sanity, and then um, Roderick Strong and uh, Pete Dunne, um, and oh, oh it, that's what it was. It was Undisputed Era. It was uh, Adam Cole making his his second appearance of the night. He's all wrapped up in um, bandages around his waist. It was pretty cool. Um, but anyway, in uh, Bobby Fish, uh, I believe that's his name, uh, it was hurt. So Tyler O'Reilly and uh, Adam Cole would defend the belt. Uh, I'd say about three quarters, which was actually a pretty good match, but about three quarters through this match, um, Roderick Strong uh, gives Pete Dunne, his teammate, uh, a finisher, and then rolls Tyler O'Reilly on top of him. Uh, Undisputed now has the tag titles and the North American belt. And Roderick Strong like committed to them. He uh, took... Uh, Adam Cole's uh, little wristband, the Undisputed Era wristband, put it on. The crowd went nuts. I thought it was actually pretty cool. I, I love the um, faction stuff. And right now, I feel like we're about to get into a really good point of factions. Like, this could be a really cool moment in the WWE history. Um, just as far as, like, all the people and talent they have. There are so many cool potential factions um, right now. And, man, Undisputed Era, hell, I would love to see them invade right now. Um, the, the talent they have, man, I, I'm all in on that, that, uh, that stable. Those guys are going to be really fun to watch. Um, Adam Cole, I've heard people talk about his size. I don't think size matters. Look at AJ Styles. He, if you can perform, the WWE doesn't give a shit. Chris Benoit wasn't some, you know, giant man. I mean, don't get me wrong, he was fucking strong and wide and ripped. Um, one of the better wrestlers. Um, what's his face? Um... Eddie Guerrero, not the biggest guy in the world, but still the WWE loved him. So anyway, I, I'm, uh, I'm just excited to see where all this goes. Um, again, I would love to see uh, the Undisputed Era get a title or get a, a chance to, um, uh, not a title, but just uh, maybe even 
debut on the main roster here in the next six to eight months. But um, considering how over Adam Cole is, I think it's smart to keep pushing him, let him have the that title for a while, maybe let him feud with EC3 or Ricochet. I, I don't, there's so many great possibilities. Even Lars Sullivan, I'd like to see how they tell that story, especially if um, Adam Cole's going to retain. That would be really cool. But anyway, the NXT shows are always so damn good. Oh, and then closing out the night, uh, Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano. Uh, I watched this match the night of, and I wasn't like super like enthralled with it. So the, I went back and watched it again. Five-star match. Johnny Gargano, this is now his second five-star match. He's had back-to-back five-star matches, which is pretty damn rare. I, I can't... I mean, maybe AJ Styles last year did that. But, um, yeah, he, he just... The guy is uh, just a little different. He, um, I don't know what it is about him either. He's... His wrestling style isn't, like, the greatest of all time. It's not like... I mean, personally, I guess maybe there's some people who really like it, but um, I think he's cool. Like, I've seen a lot of people compare him to uh, the um, D- Daniel Bryan, like a newer version of Daniel Bryan. Well, I could see that. Like, he has kind of an underdog mentality to him. Like, I get that. Um, so, yeah, uh, him and Ciampa, they told a really cool story. Ciampa hated them. They used to be tag partners. Uh, last month, when they, or a couple months ago, uh, before Royal Rumble, uh, when he was fi- fighting Andre Cien almost for the title, he legitimately w- should have won the title, but uh, Ciampa screwed it up for him. So anyway, it's been the, they've had a really cool build up. Um, this match was like brutal. There were some crazy spots. I just couldn't believe the punishment that some of them took. And matter of fact, the uh, the sign that everyone holds up for Ciampa when he comes outside. Or not outside when he uh, comes, you know, in, in, enters the building. Um, everybody, ho- or for uh, Gargano, I'm sorry, he they hold up these. Um, it's like a, a smiley face with like one eye kind of closed and one eye open. By the end of this match, legitimately, Champa had like one eye like kind of shown or uh, like shut from swell, just from the swelling. It was kind of ironic. It looked very similar to that. But anyway, uh, Johnny Gargano would end up winning. He put him in the Gargano escape with the uh, knee brace of Ciampa across his face. It was actually pretty brutal. Uh, I'd say the most brutal spot of this match, if you get a chance, go watch it. At one point, they go old school, kind of like territory wrestling in the mid-80s. Somebody, or Ciampa, pulls up the padding and uh, exposes the concrete and it ends up being used against him. He gets powerbombed from the second. uh, He's like pulling against the second mid-rope. And Gargano's pulling against him, and he eventually lets go and just power bombs him right against the concrete. And I'm telling you, the noise that this thing makes is just, oh, it, you, your heart goes out to Ciampa. It's like, God, these guys just take some punishment. But it was cool. It was a really cool moment. Um, so anyway, yeah, Gargano wins. He's back in NXT. The, the stipulation was if he won, he was back. So we got Johnny Gargano back in NXT, another guy. Like, that card is just... Or that uh, roster is just so full right now. Uh, my favorite guy in that card, personally, from just a gimmick standpoint, is um, Dream. I love his gimmick. I think his gimmick is so cool. Um, and I, I just love people who lean into gimmicks. He's one of those guys. Not many people do these days. But he leans into that gimmick. I like it. Um, so anyway, yeah. Um, NXT was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm excited for the next TakeOver event. Uh, I have no idea. I was actually kind of bummed out this week. I was all excited to jump on NXT on a Wednesday, and they didn't really have a show. It was more of a wrap-up show of uh, kind of what we saw. So anyway, um, love the past 
uh, WrestleMania weekend. It was so fun. And then before I'm done, before I forget, match of the or not match, I'd say pop of the the night was uh, Nicholas. Or no, no, I'm sorry, not Nicholas. Um, the Ronda Rousey, um, Triple H, and uh, Stephanie and Kurt Angle match. That match was so fun. And if you've been one of these people that have been hating on Ronda Rousey, it's time to stop. She's earned our respect. That was really, really good. Um, now, I'm not saying she's, like, good to go and everything's perfect and she has nowhere to grow. She has tons of areas to grow. She still needs to figure out her kind of shtick on the mic, um, kind of her presence and her voice. And that will just take time. That, that That's just being in the ring, being around other top um, quality superstars. I think it would be really beneficial to get her and Charlotte on the same roster because I think Charlotte could really teach her a lot. If, if you gave um, Ronda Rousey the Charlotte gimmick of like being cocky kind of not not a, a flair so much but just someone who's really confident in their abilities i think ronda could really run with that and be a really good look so anyway i'm excited to see what they do with uh ronda coming up but the match was awesome stephanie let me give stephanie props everyone hates on stephanie she is um like shane i feel like is the more like the baby face of the family stephanie's the heel like she got a lot of her dad in her she loves to play um, the crowd up. She knows how to play the crowd. Like, when the match started, she walked around and pulled her hair and, and pulled her off the apron. It was just like, oh, this is perfect. She knew exactly what she was doing. She knew how to put over. And so did Triple H. Triple H took that barrage of punches so great, sold it. Um, Triple H has buried himself so many times. for put over so many superstars. That is such a big quality in wrestling that not many people realize. But anyway... Um, WrestleMania was awesome. I had a great time. Uh, went over to, some, to a friend's house. And you had some other wrestling enthusiasts over. It was it's a good time. Um, so anyway, that's kind of my wrap up of WrestleMania weekend. Uh, I don't think there's anything else I really need. Oh, I, the Taker Cena match. I don't know if I talked about that all that much, but uh, if you go back on the podcast I did uh, before WrestleMania, I actually called literally to the queue exactly what was going to happen. Uh, with Taker coming back, I called that the match would that basically they'd act like it wasn't happening, and then uh, John Cena would act kind of act like he's walking out um, of the arena, then the lights would hit. And sure enough, that's what happened. Now, the only variation was they used Elias as kind of a swerve to make you think that it wasn't coming. I did not call that, but as far as the theatrics of like making us believe because uh, you know he didn't show up right away, and even after John Cena ran back in the building. Um, he, uh, you could tell, um, <clears throat> well, you could, one, tell it was a pretty big match for both of them. Uh, both of those guys, that's a big match for them. So anyway, that is my WrestleMania, uh, <clears throat> match, uh, kind of wrap up. Uh, it was a really fun weekend. Uh, if you don't watch wrestling at this point, I don't know what to tell you. You should. It's a lot of fun. There's no, like, harm uh, and just being entertained. It's a male soap opera. So anyway, uh, I truly enjoyed this weekend. I am excited. This is like, uh, for those that don't know wrestling that well, this is like the, uh, WrestleMania weekend. It's kind of like our new year. It's like when things reset, storylines reset, and we start to see these guys in a whole new light. So I'm excited to see kind of what happens, uh, with storylines, Kevin Owens, what happens with him and Sami Zayn. Oh, and then finally the superstar shakeup. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens with that. Um, there's a lot of guys I think could benefit from moving uh, around. Like Personally, I want to see AJ go to Raw. I want to see Shinsuke go to Raw. 
Um, I want to see Charlotte go back to Raw. I want Rousey to stay on Raw. Um, and then maybe, like, take Samoa Joe. Like, there are a couple things you could do. Um, you could put Samoa Joe on SmackDown. Uh, here are the guys I really want at SmackDown. I want The Miz to go to SmackDown. I want Finn Balor to go to SmackDown. I want Braun Strowman to go to SmackDown. Um, and then maybe, like, even Asuka. I think that would be a kind of a good look. Um, so anyway, I'm, uh, I'm excited to see what happens here coming up. Um, it's going to be a fun uh, new wrestling year. Um, this is like, like I said, this is like our new year. So anyway, I'm really excited to see kind of what happens um, coming up this year with Braun. I hope they finally get him on the, uh, you know, a strap. Other than Nicholas and him having the, the tag titles. I'm excited to see how um, they push Braun and... Um, yeah, so my, uh, my number one priority this new WrestleMania is to see, or this new wrestling year, excuse me, um, is to just kind of see where they push Braun, what happens to AJ and Shinsuke, uh, Ronda Rousey, and then also as a side note, I'm actually planning, I'm buying my tickets here in the next week or so for a Hell in a Cell in San Antonio, so, uh, we'll do some cool, like, Blunt Talk Sports stuff, um, I'll do some live video, some live streaming, and uh, I got a lot more stuff coming out in this podcast. This is the wrestling one. I have my NBA pod. And uh, I'm actually thinking about doing a pop culture pod here coming out pretty soon. So anyway, just uh, a lot of cool stuff coming. So uh, keep checking us out, man. Uh, we're, uh, we're putting out uh, a lot of different content. So always appreciate a share and a like. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening. We'll catch you next time.